You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Eight. And eight is great. Hey folks, welcome to another Ego Fest. It is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Mike White. And I have been putting this off for a while. I think I said I was going to do this back in June. Well, things have been a little busy. I'm not going to apologize for it because this is all about me. Ego Fest, number eight, I think. And it's just me this time, so it might be quick. It won't be a four or five hour podcast, uh, just me kind of stroke my own ego. So I've got a list here of topics that I wanted to cover. First up, I've been working on the movies for 2020. For whatever reason, while I was putting together the list of both requests and things that I've been wanting to do, pulling those things over into one of my many spreadsheets, I realized that there was a theme going on. And that theme is 1969. 69, dudes! Now, I know it's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be 51 years in 2020 since 1969. I probably should have done it this year. But there are a lot of movies that came out in 1969 that are going to be covered next year. So a little taste for you. Eros Plus Massacre, Z, Venus and Furs, Horrors of a Malformed Man, The Laughing Woman, Moju the Blind Beast, The Seeds of Man, Fuego, gosh, what else? Knife in the Water... Go to Island of Love. We're also getting away from just strictly 1969, but there are a lot of 1969s in here as well. The Magic Garden of Stanley Sweetheart, uh, Lips of Blood, Viva la Muerte, Pink Narcissist, Can Dialects Break Bricks, Black God, White Devil, which was 1964. We're going to do a whole month of Cinema Novo films. Uh, also, of course, we're going to do some some really awful sci-fi, such as, uh, well, awful in a good way, like Runaway, Enemy Mine. I'm really looking forward to talking about Enemy Mine. We'll be doing our usual Czech Timber, where again, we've got a lot of 1969 films, such as Birds, Orphans, and Fools, Fruit of Paradise. We'll also be talking about the 1977 film Tomorrow I Will Wake Up and Scald Myself with Tea. We're going to be talking about Poltergeist in Shocktober. We're going to be talking about Motel Hell, The Frighteners. With November, we'll talk about The Big Clock, Ride the Pink Horse, The Friends of Eddie Coyle, To Live and Die in L.A., and we'll wrap out the year with things like The Finks, Crumbs, With Nail and I, Brazil, we'll finally talk about Brazil, and that is all coming up in 2020, and we'll be finishing up this year with our usual Shocktober, November, and then kind of a weird grab bag of stuff in December, including The Man Who Fell to Earth. I'm looking forward to talking about that film. There might be a little bit of a delay with some episodes in November. I'm not exactly sure because I'm going away. I'm going to be leaving the country for the last two weeks of October. I'll be going back to China just for a quick trip this time, not three months. So I've been trying to pre-record and get ahead of the curve when it comes to a lot of these episodes. And I've also, for whatever reason, have been recording a lot of bonus episodes, things like Another State of Mind that will be coming out hopefully pretty soon, Don's Plum, the ill-fated Don's Plum, 
And it seems like I've got another one that's kind of lurking out there. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, plus some bonus episodes, bonus interviews. So just keep your eye on the feed. Uh, or if you are Beretta, keep your eye on the Sparrow. Keep your eye. So as usual, I want to take some feedback. I've got an email here from Paco. Paco says, hi, Mike, how are you? Well, Paco, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I'm Paco. I wrote you last year from a different country because we live in a quite crazy world. Once again, I apologize for my poor grammar and because unfortunately I can contribute with some bucks every year. Sorry. That's fine. You don't have to send me money. I'm not just looking for your money. I'm looking for your love. I'm looking for your affection. More than that, I'm just looking for maybe people to get turned on to movies that they might not hear about or think about things in a different way than they already have. Maybe enjoy some conversation about films. That's all I'm looking for. So here are Paco's questions. Lately, I've been listening to some of the old episodes about Argento and also rewatching his films, and I wonder what do you think about the Suspiria remake? Well, unfortunately, Paco, even though you sent me this email however many months ago, I still haven't watched the Suspiria remake. I tried watching it um, before it was legally available on the internet, and I really was having trouble hearing it for whatever reason, and I was unable to find a good subtitled copy of it. Uh, I don't know if I'm losing my hearing or if stuff's just mumbled in that movie or what, and plus I think there was a lot of... German being spoken? Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of what I actually saw. I managed to see up until that big dance sequence where bodies all twisting around, and I thought it looked pretty, but I haven't really sat down and watched the whole thing and digested it, so I'm sorry, Paco. How can you keep the pace? I mean, every single podcast has a lot of work, and you do how many? 50? 45 a year? How do you do it? Do you sleep? Sleep is for the weak. Uh, I have given up sleep. I gave it up for Lent many years ago. No, I just, I work a regular daytime job. I actually switched jobs this year and went from, uh, actually I've worked, God, I've worked three jobs this year because I was working at my old job in January, switched to another one in January till May, and then switched to a third one in May that I'm working now, which I hope, knock on wood, to be working at for a while. And yeah, so I work a regular type job and then pretty much every weekend and sometimes every week night, it's watch movies and editing audio and recording interviews and recording episodes. Um, I don't know why necessarily other than for the love of the game. And yeah, as far as... I mean, we do minimum 52 episodes a year, plus bonus stuff. So you're looking at probably 
60, 65, something like that, episodes a year. I mean, some of them are just real quick, like recently the interview with Jeffrey Combs. That was, what, half hour long? We'll do an off interview here and there, um, but I still try to edit all those things and give each one the affection and attention that they deserve. And then Paco goes on to self-deprecate himself when he says, well, it seems insane to me, but maybe because I'm just a lazy Spanish. I do not accept the idea that certain people of certain countries or whatever have different work ethics. Uh, I just know that with my OCD that it helps to work and it helps to uh, actually be doing something hopefully somewhat creative. Once again, thanks for the projection booth, man. Take care, Paco. Dwayne Daniels writes a very quick one and says, Hi, Mike. Just a big thanks for the effort you put in. I love hearing the interviews with all the people you tracked down. I got hooked on selecting the episodes of movies I've already seen. Now I crave the episode of movies I haven't seen to get new favorites. I have to put some more time in to go over the webpage and check the links. The Get Carter episode sent me on a YouTube deep dive into funk tunes. Well, that's very cool. I love the feedback, guys. Really enjoy it. And I love the feedback that isn't like, hey, did you talk about this on the episode? And it's like, well, are you going to listen to the episode? Because we do talk about it. Or, hey, you should have talked about this. And it's like, well, hey, maybe we thought about talking about it and we decided not to. Or maybe if you feel it's that important to talk about you can discuss it right here in the comments section, however you want to do it. It's always good, but I'm surprised that you didn't cover this on the show. Maybe I didn't know about it. You know, I put out those invites about a year in advance, so if you knew we were talking about something and you had some insider knowledge, feel free to post it in the invite for the group and just say, hey, make sure you talk about this, or were you aware of this quasi-obscure sequel or whatever. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind the pre-work. It's the post-work. It's a little bit egg on the face. Eric Gillian writes, do you have plans to create a book based on the Projection Booth podcast? Maybe when I retire, but I don't plan on retiring from the podcast anytime soon. And yeah, otherwise it would be a lot of work. If anybody wants to make a book, they feel free. I will help them with whatever I can possibly do. But no, no plans yet. So Mark from Wake Up Heavy Podcast has actually sent along his questions. So I will go ahead and cut those in here so it can sound like we were having a conversation. Well, hello again, Mike, and everyone out in Projection Booth land. This is Mark from Wake Up Heavy, and apparently it's time for another Ego Fest, and I am happy to take this opportunity to insert myself into another episode of your show. I've got a few questions that have kind of popped into my head as I have listened to numerous episodes since the last time you did one of these, which wasn't all that long ago, actually. Boy, I guess, yeah, EgoFest is, is right. Other than the obvious, what was the inspiration for the title of the show? Uh, maybe it came from a particular movie, or maybe it's just that old-timey sound that we're all growing to miss now since everything's digital. 
that actually came from a couple things. Uh, of course, I'm a big fan of psychology. I love talking about psychology in movies or psychiatry. And so that came from the whole idea of projection when it comes to projecting something onto someone else. Um, so that's where it came from. Also, the idea of Siskel and Ebert, they were sitting in the balcony and they were taking a look at things on at the movies. I'm sitting behind them. I'm actually up in the projection booth looking down on Siskel and Ebert and looking at the movie from that perspective. So kind of getting a farther take back, as it were. So very pretentious answer. Actually, both of those answers were very pretentious, but that's where the projection booth came from. Then also, I also wanted to always be a projectionist when I was working at the movie theater and ended up uh, just tearing tickets, selling popcorn, cleaning theaters, Never ended up in the projection booth. So now, through the magic of podcasting, I can be in the projection booth. Who has guested the most, and what movie personality has been interviewed the most? Uh, so guest would be guest hosts, maybe excluding Rob St. Mary, who was your official guest host for, uh, I'm not sure how many years, a couple years but uh, people like, oh, Sam Deegan or Kat Ellinger, Bill Ackerman, those folks that have been on numerous times, if you know. And then if there's been any either actors or personalities from the movies that you have talked to more than a couple times. As far as guesting the most, aside from, of course, Rob St. Mary, actually, I think... I think Justin's actually in the lower numbers now, because I don't think he lasted that many episodes. If he lasted 50, I would be surprised. Rob lasted quite a while. As far as guest co-hosts that I've had on post-Rob, and even when Rob was around, I think maybe Heather Drain, maybe Sam, maybe Kat. Chris Dashu is up there. Gosh, that's a really good question. I don't have the numbers. I don't have the spreadsheet sorted in such a way that I could actually see that answer. But if I had to guess, I would say Heather, because I always enjoy talking with her quite a bit. As far as who's been interviewed the most, probably Joseph McBride, just because he has written about so many different things. And I can always rely on him to talk to me about the books that he's written, about the work that he did with Wells. He wrote books on Howard Hawks, on uh, Frank Capra, on, Fran, uh, on Ernst Lubitsch. So he's got a lot of different pokers when it comes to that. And so I can always rely on him for that. And especially, I mean, you know, we've talked about Wells quite a bit on the show. So he's always good to discuss Wells. This is sort of a subjective question, but who is the most famous interviewee to be on the show um again that i guess that's subjective but maybe the a name or two that most people even if they're not cinephiles would recognize the name i've had this question before and i have to say that people the general public general public was they're not going to know william friedkin they're not going to know Elliot Gould, unless they're like big fans of Friends or something. They're not going to know a lot of these. The one that kind of cracks the facade, that cracks most people's top 10, is if I say Dolph Lundgren. And then they go, oh, okay, I know who he is. He's in The Expendables. 
that's about it, which is kind of nuts. So yeah, it's a weird thing to say that Dolph Lundgren, I mean, I love Dolph Lundgren, don't get me wrong, but he's the most recognizable name, I think, of all the people that we've talked to. Now, I've heard tell that Black Shampoo is your favorite film, uh, but I was curious if you had a favorite director and who that might be. Or if there's a tie between a couple, that would also be of interest. Gosh, that's really tough, too. Um, so I thought about this in terms of whose movie would I knock somebody down to go see? If they put out a new movie at the theater, who do I have to rush out and go see? I tend to see every single release of Quentin Tarantino, though I have to say I skipped the theatrical presentation of The Hateful Eight. As far as not hate-watching something, it's uh, it's got to be David Lynch. If you play the numbers game, I think he's had more things that I will watch any time than any other director. Yeah, even over like really consistent, solid directors. Like, uh, you know, like the, the classics like Hawks or Ford or, yeah, I would have to say David Lynch. And I've had the most fun talking about his films on the show as well. Outside of the editing of the shows, do you go back and listen to past episodes of the projection booth? If you ever actually go back and listen for enjoyment or just to kind of maybe reintroduce yourself to a film that, that, uh, you hadn't seen or in a while, or or just to maybe hear what guests and interviewees had to say about a certain film. Uh, I rarely listen to old episodes. Uh, maybe if I'm doing a follow up episode, I will listen to the first ones. So like when we did Other Side of the Wind Redux, I listened to the original Other Side of the Wind episode, and when we talked about Manos for the Redux episode of that, I went back and I listened to our Manos episode. But most of the time, no. No, I have to say no. And then I'll get weird random emails where somebody will be talking about very specific things that I said on a particular episode that I recorded years ago. And I'm just like, dude, I have no freaking idea what you're talking about. That's almost like another person recorded that. So, and a lot of times it's kind of like, I don't know if I'm talking to a lot of authors in the audience, but if you write a book or an article or whatever, sometimes it's like purging yourself of that. So at least when it comes to a podcast, there's a lot of times where I will say something after I've done a lot of research or maybe even a minimum amount of research and we'll say it. And then it's like, it's in the ether. It's out of me. I don't have to remember that stuff anymore. I'm, I'm kind of broadcasting it. And then, that's it. So I don't remember a lot of stuff from the things that we've covered, or it will take me a while to get that spark going again and go, oh, right, that's because this and this and this. But if you send a random email talking to me about something that I said a couple episodes ago or more than a couple episodes ago, I'm probably not going to have any freaking idea what you're talking about. And I know that you have discussed movies that you're not necessarily a big fan of, 
And I think I asked last time if there were any movies that you just absolutely wouldn't talk about. And this is sort of in that same vein. So a follow-up to that one. But is there a movie that you just despised before doing it for the show and ended up loving it? You know, kind of a zero to 60, like, oh, it finally clicked and now I love it. And then also the converse of that, a movie that you you felt like you loved or enjoyed immensely and upon viewing for the show just couldn't stomach it anymore. There aren't necessarily movies that I despise that I end up loving. Well, let me walk that back. I The first time I saw Goodfellas, I didn't get it. And the, the change of tone in the third act, when it becomes Henry in his drug-fueled craze, I just didn't connect with the movie at that point and really didn't like it. But then my first ex-wife, well, I guess my only ex-wife at this point, but my first ex-wife, she loved that movie and being a, a good date, I sat and watched it with her uh, for a second time, and I ended up loving it, to the point where I obsessed about that movie, and would watch it, started at least, every night at Blockbuster when I was cleaning. So getting those first, you know, at least until he takes the beating from his father, I would get to while I was vacuuming and doing all the other stuff. So, yeah, that's the movie that I didn't like the first time and ended up loving. As far as movies that I loved and ended up hating, I mean... I talked about this recently on the, uh, oh, there's the other bonus episode, the Better Off Dead episode. I loved Ferris Bueller's Day Off the first time I saw it, and I loved it in high school quite a bit. And then as I grew older, even by the time I got into college, I realized that he's a piece of shit, and he's the guy who gets away with everything, even though he doesn't deserve to get away with things. So Ferris Bueller's a movie that I loved, but now I can't stomach have you run into a movie that no one was willing to talk with you about? Not necessarily personalities from the movie, but just a guest host that people just said, no, I don't really want to talk about that, Mike. I am very blessed when it comes to knowing Chris Dashew. Chris Dashew, the host of the Culture Cast, my co-host at the Kolchak Tapes, and one of two co-hosts over at the Dreams for Sale podcast where we talk about Twilight Zone 1985, Chris Dashew will watch and talk about any movie. Anything that I throw at him, he will gladly take. You just say, hey, Chris, I'm going to do an episode about this. Do you want to be on it? I was like, I don't care. Sure. I'll be on it. I'll watch the movie. He'll give it some thought. He'll He'll take the time and... It doesn't matter what it is. So I am very, very fortunate to have Chris Dashew in my life. And there are other movies where people, you know, even with the movies that I'm doing in 2020, it's like, here's a whole list of movies, guys, who wants to be on this, that, or the other thing. And I sent that out to a lot of the previous co-hosts that we've had before. And people raised their hands. Yes, I'd like to be on this. Yes, I'd like to be on that, please did all that. And then there's still a couple movies out there on that list where nobody said, yes, I will gladly do that. I know that I can ask Chris and Chris will be there for me. That's fantastic. So I really appreciate having him around. 
As always, thanks for the time and effort you put into this amazing podcast. And on a personal note, thank you for being on my little show a couple of times here. And good luck with all things in the future. Thanks, Mike. So I went through and very scientifically, not really, asked for feedback on the show. I was asking for that on our Facebook group and on Twitter, and I got quite a bit of feedback as far as what would you change about the show if you could change something. So I divided those things up into, looks like one, two, three, four, five different categories. So I will go through and I'll read those, and you're going to notice some trends here. I probably should have subdivided these into different trends, but I didn't do that. So if you could change anything about the Projection Booth podcast, what would it be? First category is interviews, and that is regularly reminding my goldfish brain who it is that is being interviewed. I have gotten that feedback quite a bit, and I need to do a better job, especially when it comes to multiple interviews. So I will try to do better when it comes to recording intros to stuff. The reason why I don't tend to do that, I'll be perfectly honest, is that I record most of the projection booth in one sitting when it comes to the discussion, and I don't want to keep my co-host around where where I go, and now here's so-and-so, and now here's so-and-so. It gets a little tiresome for them, um, so I have to go back later on and do that, and sometimes I'm really freaking lazy, and I just want to like put the episode together now that I've edited the discussion and I've edited the interviews and I'm putting on the music in yada yada, but I don't want to go down to the basement and record those intros. So that's me. That's me being lazy. Very similar feedback. Introduce the guests before the interview, not in a bulk before all of them. I forget who you're talking to and cannot skip back to find the spot where you name check each upcoming guest. Yes. Very fair. Love the podcast. The only thing I'd recommend is mentioning the name of the interviews when the interview starts. I often wonder, who are you talking to now? It's damn near perfect. However, when you introduce the guest, they normally say a quote from the film, and they make a witty aside. Perfect. If they just say hello, cancel them. Tell them to put a bit of effort. I would prefer it if everybody had a little pithy thing that they said beforehand. Maybe make me laugh a little bit, a little chuckle now and then. That would be great. But everybody's going to do that. So maybe they'll hear this and they'll say, hey, I can do better. I can say something witty or clever or quote from the movie when Mike introduces me. Am I the only person who forgets who is being interviewed by the time the adverts finish? Apparently not. Apparently there's quite a few of you. A quick reminder of who the interviewee is before they speak. Sometimes it's hard to remember who you're talking to after the break, especially if it's the third person in a row. I apologize, and we'll try to do better. As far as length, this one is very contentious. Duration can be brought down by half. Honestly, I can't think of anything to change. I'd like that length is determined by how much needs to be said about films. I like the mixture of discussion and interviews. All my suggestion would be to for films to cover rather than changing the podcast itself. Don't take this the wrong way, but I'm often very put off by the duration of the shows. 
just time chiming in to say that I think the episodes should be as long as they need to. No issues with length here. So, yeah, uh, one says one thing, one says another. More Rob St. Mary and longer episodes like Conan and Star Wars. Well, you will be happy to know that we did a super long episode all about the Mad Max films recently. So, there you go. Nothing. I especially like that there's no site length. You go as long as the film's required with long ones. I just break them up into chunks and listen to. Honestly, my only real complaint is that I have trouble finding the time to keep up with every new episode. Nothing. And keep the episodes as long as you need. Cut the interviews in the middle down a little, por favor. Because of the length, it's hard to find time to finish some. But the podcast is a joy. Aww. We're pretty split about the length of the episode, about the length of the interviews. I'm probably just going to keep things the way that they are. Sorry. As far as movies go, basically perfection. I do love when you pick some cheesier B-movies like Terrorvision, Joysticks, and Killer Party, so I'd always welcome more of those in the mix. This one is just kind of a not really saying much. Movies picked for discussion. So how can you improve the projection booth movies picked for discussion you want to give me a little bit more on that that would be fantastic i love your podcast but you could often sprinkle it with less esoteric movie discussion there are some brilliant mainstream movies either underappreciated or ignored that you could shine a light on and don't ask which ones you're no dummy and can figure it out i am a dummy i'm the dummy mickey I'm always the dummy. You're right, Pete. You're always the dummy. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're always the dummy, Pete. If you haven't listened to the show before, pretty dense when it comes to that. So yeah, you really have to spell stuff out for me. I'm sorry. Some episodes on African films. So I think we're doing... One African film in 2020, but I totally agree. That has been very much a blind spot. So I have a list now. I've asked for some follow-up on that. I have a list of some more African films. Next year, we're doing the Cinema Novo stuff. That is all Brazilian movies, which is also a blind spot for the podcast. That will be covered. And then hopefully in 2021, we'll get to some good African cinema. And then we get to the most contentious part of the feedback for what can you do to make the podcast better. No music at the end. Drop the music. I listen to podcasts at 1.3 to 1.5 times, and it always sounds awful. The music at the end, though, every episode, I have to take my phone out of my pocket so I can skip to the end and go on to the next podcast. I've listened to the latest Twilight Zone you co-host covering the new TZ reboot. Just a quick music ditty and the show ends. That's a better way of ending a podcast in my view. Lose the music. So I've gotten that, and then I've actually gotten some people that say that they want the music. I'm going to put my foot down on this one. The music stays. And you know why? The music stays because the music sometimes inspires the show. As far as I will be listening to a song. And you may not know that I actually used to be a college DJ. So I know a little bit about music here. 
and if you can't tell that that's sarcastic, please know that it is. I will be listening to a song, and I will think to myself, what movie could go with this song? I was listening to, I believe the song is Limblessly in Love by Susie and the Banshees as I was driving home one night, and I realized, I'm sitting there thinking, what movie would go with this song? And I thought, Boxing Helena. And that's how the Boxing Helena episode came about. And there are other things where I'm just like, what would be the best thing for that? And that's what I want to do, is I want to find a song that's going to match up to the movie in an unexpected way. So by the time this episode comes out, this EcoFest, I'm not sure if Rosemary's Baby will be out or not. But as I'm laying in bed the other night, and of course, Rosemary's Baby has this beautiful score by Komeda. Great. The song is famous. That's fantastic. But it suddenly dawned on me that Fucked by the Devil by 45 Grave is going to be the perfect way to end that episode. So I'm sorry, guys, but the music stays. And if I do longer music mixes, because every once in a while I'll play two songs at the end, maybe three songs at the end. We just did the episode on the joke, and I couldn't decide between I Started a Joke, the cover version by Faith No More, or Laugh Laugh by the Bo Brummels, so I put them both on there. But it's just, it's perfect to me to have those types of songs at the end. And I love music. You know that every year I put out a music mix episode, which you can feel free to skip. You know, like I always say, frustrated DJ Mike White putting this together. But music stays. Sorry. If you don't like it, I mean, I'm sorry that you have to fast forward. I'm sorry if it sounds awful at 1.3 to 1.5 times speed. But it's just, it's my little gift to you. You don't have to take the gift. But it's my little gift. And it also keeps every episode in violation of copyright. I've got this just kind of under the other category. Uh, other, uh, less pod and more cast. I like it when the host and guest hosts return to talk more about the movie. Sometimes the interviews are backloaded and then no return of host to wrap it up, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I understand what you're saying. Sometimes there's a lot to say about a movie when you come back after the break, after the interviews. Sometimes there's just not. Um, if there's a sequel or a remake or something that makes sense to talk about, uh, another movie that makes sense to discuss in conjunction with the main movie, that's usually where that goes. And then otherwise, we tend to wrap it up kind of fast. So, yeah, that could be better. But sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, more of them, like one a day. I know it's impossible, but it's the only thing I'd change. Aw. More Scottish contributors. Longer discussion before interviews, but this kind of varies anyway, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one thing you could change about the podcast would be the host. Kidding. More posturing to the millennial audience that could finally land some of the best whatever number podcast listings. Oh, okay. So pretty much if I posture more to the millennial audience, I will get on more listicles. That makes sense. Uh, it needs more Mike White. I don't think he can get any more Mike White on this show. More Rob St. Mary. Yeah, I agree. This podcast could definitely do better with some more Rob St. Mary. Fortunately, Rob's a very busy man. 
Uh, nothing. Literally nothing. It's the best movie podcast out there. The only one I listen to. You're knowledgeable, but not snobbish. Funny, but not glib or pandering. You're glib. And the guests you get are amazing. It's really in a league of its own. Aw, thank you so much. I came here to say this. I love discovering eclectic movies, but don't have the opportunity to watch them beforehand. I discovered your podcast through your Robocop episode and love your deep dives into popular movies that wouldn't otherwise get the in-depth treatment. Please ignore any calls to make the episode shorter. There's literally nothing stopping people from pausing the podcast and taking a break. That is very true. Nothing. It's perfect the way it is, and I love your selection. It allowed me to, to discover a lot of beautiful films I never would have heard of if I was only riding the mainstream wave. You're the criterion of film podcasts. Aw, shucks. Uh, more Mike Sullivan and me. Well, you're actually going to get more Mike Sullivan. Uh, we just had him on the Plump Fiction episode, and he will also be on the Don's Plum episode. Only thing I can think of is every so often the audio can be bleeped out. I love F-bombs. Sometimes they are needed. I haven't bleeped out anything in a long time. Or if I do, it's for a joke. But really, it's been a couple hundred episodes since I bleeped out anything on purpose. That was when we were syndicated on, I think, Jackalope Radio. I never, I never got the numbers from Jackalope. They kept saying like, oh, you've got X number of listeners. And I kept saying, okay, is that going up? Is that going down? What's happening? How many listeners? Can you give me more exact numbers and like, you know, just these round numbers? No, they couldn't. And then whenever I would ask for them, I would get, hey man, the guy who runs Jackalope, he's really busy. He's making quality films like Clownado. And I'm like, all right. There is one nasty-ass storm heading this way. Honestly, I think it's pretty awesome as it is. I swear I didn't put these in here. I didn't write any of these. Nothing. It's the best. Content-wise, no complaints. You and your guests have turned me on to films I've never heard of, shown me some new perspectives on films I've seen. Nothing at all. Best film podcast on the internet. Okay, my only real complaint is that you need to have me on for more Peter Laurie episodes. I think what the people want is for us to watch and discuss every single Mr. Moto film. That one I could actually tell was written by Sam Deegan. Sam, I'm calling you out. And I kind of agree with you. But as far as I know, there's no Mr. Moto on the plan for 2020. Maybe a Mr. Moto month or two. He had a lot of movies. And my God, are they racist now to look at? But. That was a different era. Although uh, that kind of brings me to one of my favorite reviews that I've gotten recently on iTunes, which was from uh, Cancer Kid. Uh, that was the handle. I don't think that the person actually has cancer. Maybe they do have cancer. I don't think that it's the Bruce McCullough character from Kids in the Hall. The title of the review was Love the Interviews. I really enjoyed the in-depth interviews. The host is a little too SJW for me. I hate when he criticizes films without context. He is a good interviewer, though, and asks the questions that are often not thought of by other hosts. So I'm not sure the criticizes films without context. I don't know if that's the main movie being talked about or if that's when I just like drop little things like, 
oh, Suicide Squad, what a shitty movie. And then I don't give the context. I don't actually say like, well, I thought it was shitty because it's needle drops everywhere on the soundtrack and the characters weren't necessarily developed and they brought in the one guy just to be a dead meat character and he should have been introduced with the rest of the characters. It was very uneven. I really didn't like the way that this guy was played. I thought the dialogue was clunky, yada, yada, yada. You know, none of those things. I, I just say, oh, the movie sucked and I should have been, I should have been more forthright. Maybe that's what this person is saying. Maybe that's what Cancer Kid means, but I'm not really sure. That brings me to the special part of the episode where I do what I promised to do on our Patreon feed, which is to thank people to give a one time, one time. That's it. You get thanked once. And if you miss it, that's it. Forget about it. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I give people one-time thanks for pledging a dollar or more on the podcast, on the Patreon, which is available at patreon.com slash projectionbooth. And here are some of the people. And I apologize already. The very first name is tripping me up. Alistair Montgomery. Nicholas Kernow. Stuart Rankin. David Bertrand. Winter Tyson. Winter Tyson, who was on our It Happened Here episode, which I highly recommend. Jason Kaufman. Steve Wallenfetz. Eric Higraf. Kenny Siegel. Jim Stevens. Rob Smentek. Hugh Beauchard. Paul Sibson. And Jerry Kowalski. Thank you so much for giving your hard-earned cash to the Projection Booth. I very much appreciate it. It's one thing to do the work. It's another thing to get recognized it, either via praise or via hard-earned cash. really helps, especially this year when I don't know if, how many of you are following my on Facebook or Twitter, but had a nice computer meltdown just a few weeks ago. That kind of sucked. It came out of nowhere. It was pretty much a brand new computer. Got it last December. The thing just crept out on me at the early part of late part of August. Like I said, no warning whatsoever. It just went away. I thought that I had maybe kept it unplugged and that it wasn't charged up, but no, wasn't that. And then I thought it was, oh, maybe it's the connector from the cable from the, the, the plug to the motherboard. No, it wasn't that. Then I thought, well, maybe it's the motherboard. Nope, wasn't that. It was a combination of many things. And pretty much the guy at the computer store said, this is a lemon. Luckily, I was able to get a lot of files off of it, but it kind of slowed me down there for a little bit, which means that a lot of these bonus episodes are not coming out exactly when I want them to. And then we had a little bit of power outage. And then my dog ate my homework. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My touch didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault, I swear to God. So I can give you all the excuses in the world, but uh, the long and the short of it is, I appreciate that people actually take the time and the energy and the money to support the show. All right, I think that wraps up this Ego Fest. 
Thank you for all of your feedback. Thank you for, even though I'm not going to take all of it, but I appreciate the feedback as it is. I will table some of it. I appreciate everybody who listens to the show. Thanks to everybody who shares the show on their social media, their Facebook, their Instagram, their Twitter, their Tumblr, their Pinterest, uh, their Snapchat, whatever it may be. I appreciate getting the word out about the show. It's always nice to see when there are new listeners out there who can come in and appreciate some of the things that are being said. And more than anything, I appreciate you. Oh, my God.